Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. Today's episode is all about expectations. What are high expectations? What are unreasonable expectations? And how do you know which one you're asking for and whether it's okay? Now, this question, are my expectations reasonable or unreasonable, is a super common conversation that I'm having with lots of my clients and lots of my business friends. Because as amazing humans, which I know you all are too, we're all on a self-reflection journey. So as part of that journey, as part of leaning into coaching, leaning into learning to be a better leader, a better CEO, it's only natural that you'll find yourself asking, well, what's my role in this? Is what I'm asking for okay? Is it me here or is it them? So today's episode is all about diving into the difference between high expectations and unreasonable expectations so you can clean up any questions that you might have around the two And you can shift into powerfully asking for what you want and you need from your team. So these questions, can I ask for more? Can I expect any more? Is this as good as it gets? Is this normal? Is it even possible to expect somebody to do more than that? Is that reasonable? These are all really common questions, and I'm sure that you've asked yourself them at some stage in your business and your entrepreneurial journey. And if you have, then this is the perfect episode for you. The first thing I want to say is that there is nothing, nothing wrong with having high expectations. There is nothing wrong with striving and wanting to feel fully supported, safe, And know that you can trust and you feel great and get energy from the people around you. So there's nothing wrong with having that high expectation that you can trust your team, that it's full of capable people who are proactive, who you know have got the things that you need them to do. And essentially, or ultimately, they're helping you to build and grow your dream business. There is, however, quite a difference between having high expectations and asking for something that is unreasonable. Now, let's dive into what that difference is. High expectations are expectations that are clearly laid out, that they're discussed, that they're clarified, and that the other person opts into setting out to achieve. Now, let me give you an example. Maybe you've set a really big goal or you hope to be able to achieve a really big goal for the business, and you talk about with somebody or with the whole team the changes that are required. And that might be changes in actions, so things that people are doing. And it might also be changes in energy and the way they're doing things. You discuss the changes, you discuss the big goal, and you make the time 
to discuss people's thoughts, their reactions, and the roadblocks and the things that are initially coming up in their head, which make them feel like it's going to be difficult to achieve the big goal that you've set out. And you all conclude that it's worth having a go and going for it. Another example of a high expectation is clearly asking for somebody to be proactive and explaining to them what proactive means to you, saying something like, I'm looking for you to come up with two possible solutions for every problem that you find. I want to encourage you to take risks in the pursuit of really owning and holding the responsibility for this role and to make decisions on the back of that ownership. And I'll have your back if a mistake happens on the back of you acting in this way. These are high expectations. Unreasonable expectations, however, are expectations that are excessive or impractical. And it's these two characteristics, excessive or impractical, that makes them unreasonable. Now, an example of this might be asking someone on your team to add in and turn around yet another urgent task in their week when they already are well over their capacity or they've already dealt with two or three urgent tasks in addition to their normal workload this week. It might be asking somebody to do work when they're sick. It might be putting out a big goal or a new KPI and putting it on somebody and saying, well, I don't really care how you get this done, but you need to get this done. And if you don't get it done, then your job's at risk. So this is quite a nice definition for you to reflect on. Is it impractical? Is my ask impractical? In other words, do I believe that it actually can be done? Do they believe that it can be done? Is my ask excessive? i.e. is it more than what they have capacity to do or what they believe they have capacity to do or what they are skilled to be able to do. So you can hear already from this definition of unreasonable expectations being expectations that are excessive or impractical, you can hear from this definition that by discussing with somebody what you're asking for, and making time to hear their thoughts and having a discussion around whether they feel like it's practical and whether they have capacity to do it, already you're shifting out of it being potentially unreasonable and into it simply being a high expectation that we as a team are going to strive for. One of the times that this often comes up with my clients is when they're talking about workload and productivity of the people on their team. And often we have conversations around, well, how much can I expect somebody to produce each week? How much can I expect them to turn around? Do I have the right to ask for more? Do I have the right to ask them to do something urgent? And can I ask that urgent thing to be done in addition to their normal workload? Is that okay? Is that fair? Does that make me mean? Would that Does that make me a mean bitchy boss? Or is that reasonable. So if you're asking this, if this question has come into your mind and it's a conversation that you're having with somebody, then I expect the reason you're questioning it is because you don't have an understanding of the person's capacity, how they're traveling in their current role 
what their priorities are and what space, if any, they have for the ask that you want to make. Because if you knew that, then you'd probably know if they have capacity and if your request is excessive and if it's actually impractical for you to be asking for them to do something more. So this answer around reasonableness will often come down to workload and the pace of which somebody is working through their workload compared to your expectations. Now, this is a big one, and this is where you know we often get confused or we often start to find performance issues if is if somebody is taking longer than what you think they should be taking. So then we get to circle back and say, well, am I being unreasonable in my expectation of how long this should take? And to be able to answer that question, we need to know, well, do you have the capacity? Is it practical for you to be able to do more? And is producing more or producing whatever this idea is that in my head, is it actually excessive or reasonable or impractical. Often this confusion around how much somebody can produce and what is a normal workload and how fast somebody can do something, often the confusion for you as the entrepreneur comes from the lack of true understanding of what's involved in it or sometimes a misinterpretation of how long somebody how long it would take somebody at the level of skill of the person you're talking to. Now, what I mean by that is you may have heard through other friends or people in business that, you know, their social media person only takes like two hours a week or they produce 20 posts a month and they only take two hours a week. Now, that person may have a certain experience level which allows them to work at that pace. Now, if you don't understand that or if you're not taking into account your person's experience level or it's different to that other person, then you may have an impractical expectation of how much that person can do and how long it will take them. So the first, I guess, answer or something to have a think about as to whether you're deciding is what I'm asking reasonable is to consider workload. Do you understand their workload and are they working at a pace that meets your expectations? And if they're not working at a pace that meets your expectations, then look to understand a little bit more about why there's a mismatch. The second test or second question that you can ask yourself to check in on if something is reasonable is capacity. Do you understand, do you know how much space, frankly, that they have left after doing their normal job for you, in inverted commas, and if they therefore have space for any urgent tasks to come in? Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, you would have heard me talk about the fact that we want to be operating our businesses with space because things come up. You know, there's always a spanner in the works. There's always either a last minute idea or a last minute something that you'd like to do or you'd like your team to do. But if you have somebody working at 100% capacity the whole time, then they don't have space for any of these last minute things. So the second question to ask yourself is, do I understand their capacity and therefore do they have any space for this? And then the third one is, do I understand their current priorities? Because knowing what somebody is currently prioritizing will tell you what they're doing can actually be bumped down the list. Because we all know that you can actually only work on one thing at a time, regardless of how hard 
many of us do try to actually work on more than one thing at once, the black and white reality of it is you can only do one thing at a time. And if you lop in a last minute task or an urgent task or you ask for something new, something else needs to be deprioritized, even if it's just for half an hour. So understanding what someone's current priorities are will help you to understand if your ask is practical or unreasonable. The fourth question to ask yourself or you know, to reflect on is skill set. Can the person practically do this? Do they know how to? Have they done it before? Do they know where to start? And if they don't and you're asking them to do it anyway, then you need to make allowances for that when it comes to time. Or if they do know how to do it, they've done it before, then you're leaning into the, the this is an unreasonable response. And finally, desire. Does the person want to do the thing that you're asking them to do? So the answer to whether something, your ask, is an unreasonable ask often comes down to workload, capacity, current priorities, skill set, and desire. So for example, if you have an assistant and you want to ask them to drop everything to get on a plane to come and help you physically manage an event that you're running in person, is that unreasonable? Well, obviously, it totally depends on the unique situation and that unique person. Do they want to do it? Is it practical for them to be able to get on a plane and just do that? Will they need to do their normal job as well, et cetera, et cetera? Do they know how to do it? Is this on their wish list, et cetera? If you tuned into this episode hoping that you would hear me give you some answers whereby you could solve this question of are you being unreasonable? versus just having high expectations of your team. If you are hoping that the answer was not going to involve you talking to the person on your team, then I'm sorry because that's definitely not the answer that I'm giving you here. Conversations and discussions, two-sided conversations are essential. They're essential to driving high performance. They're essential to you not questioning yourself and second-guessing what you're asking for and whether it's okay. And they're essential to you building a relationship with each person on your team, which is what you need to do if you want to have a high-performing team full of rock stars who you trust, who you know are capable to do their everyday jobs and to do those high expectations and reach for the stars with you. High-performing team members need to feel safe, to take risks, to look for ways to go beyond, to make decisions, and to like operate out on that edge. And that psychological safety comes from a few things. It's from knowing their role, knowing what you want from them, and ultimately having a good relationship with you where they know you've got their back if they try to do something a little bit beyond, which is often what high performance is, it's get asking someone to be proactive, to show initiative, to go a little bit beyond, but someone needs to feel safe to be able to do that. And having a relationship that's based on openness, transparency, and trust is the fundamentals to that. So I've started to talk about what a rock star team looks like, and it's full of high performers. And you know, if you have been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about this before, but a rockstar team, you building a rockstar team has two parts. 
It has hiring well, and then it has you leading them well. They're two equally important parts. It's not enough to hire well and then for you to not step up and into your role of leading your team, which means open conversations, being really clear, making time for them, giving them the information they need, et cetera, et cetera. Equally, you can't lead somebody to being a high-performing team member if you've made the wrong hire from the outset. So these two parts are equally as important, hiring well and leading them well. And so today I wanted to drop in here and assure you that having high expectations for your team is perfectly acceptable. And in fact, I encourage you to do that. And I hope today has really shown you the difference between high expectations and unreasonable expectations and unreasonable expectations being the ones that are excessive and impractical. And it's given you some really practical questions to ask yourself to work out, well, Is what I'm asking okay? And what further information do I need to get from my team member to feel more confident in the ask? So that's it for today. And I hope you have found a nugget or two of wisdom in there for you. If you want to learn more and get some more tips like this, then I really encourage you to go and download my free workbook called my Supercharge Workbook. It's the five ways to supercharge your team to get your time back and live the life of your dreams. Now, I know we all want that. So pop on over, download it at paulamaidens.com forward slash supercharge, and you'll be able to check out some more tips like this, which are highly practical things that you can start doing and changing in the way you're leading your team straight away to see really quick, awesome results. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Let me know if this has landed. I'd love you to share your thoughts on socials or leave us a review. It's hugely beneficial to getting this podcast in more ears. I appreciate you tuning in. I'll be back here next week.